द बॉय इन द स्ट्रिप पैजामास रिटन बाई जॉन बॉयन पब्लिश बाई डेविड फ्लिकिंग बुक्स चैप्टर वन ब्रूनो मेक्स अ डिस्कवरी वन आफ्टरनून वेन ब्रूनो केम होम फ्राम स्कूल ही वॉज सरप्राइज टू फाइंड मारिया द फैमिलीज मेड हु ऑलवेज कैप्ट हर हेड बोर्ड एंड नेवर लुकड अप from the carpet standing in his bedroom pulling all his belongings out of the wardrobe and packing them in four large wooden carrots even the things he do hidden at the back that belongs to him and were nobody else's business what are you doing he asked in as polite a tone as he could muster for although he wasn't happy to come home and find someone going through his position his mother had always told him that he was to treat maria respectfully and not just imitate the way father spoke to her you take your hands off my things maria shook her head and pointed towards the staircase behind him where bruno's mother had just appeared she was a tall woman with a long red hair that she bundled into a short of net behind her head and she was twisting her hands together nervously as if there was something she didn't want to have to say or something she didn't want to have to believe mother said bruno marching towards her what's going on why is maria going through my things she is packing them explained mother packing them he asked running quickly through the events of the previous few days to consider whether he do been particularly naughty or had used those words out loud that he wasn't allowed to use and was being sent away because of it he couldn't think of anything though in fact over the last few days he had behaved in a perfectly decent manner to everyone and couldn't remember causing any chaos at all why he asked then what have i done mother had walked into her own bedroom by then but laras the butler was in there packing her things too she sighed and threw her hands in the air in frustration before marching back to the staircase followed by bruno who wasn't going to let the matter drop without an explanation mother he insisted what's going on are we moving come down stairs with me said mother leaving the way towards the large standing room where the fury had been to dinner the week before we will talk down there bruno ran down stairs and even passed her out on the staircase so that he was waiting in the dining room when she arrived he looked at her 
without saying anything for a moment and thought to himself that he couldn't have applied her makeup correctly that morning because the rims of her eyes were more red than usual like his own after he do been causing chaos and got into trouble and ended up crying now you don't have to worry bruno said mother sitting down in the chair where the beautiful blonde woman who had come to dinner with the fury had sat and waved at him when father closed the doors in fact if anything it's going to be a great adventure what is he asked am i being said the way no not just you she said looking as if she might smile for a moment but thinking better of it we all are your father and i gretel and you all four of us bruno thought about this and frowned he wasn't particularly bothered if gretel was being sent away because she was a hopeless case and caused nothing but trouble for him but it seemed a little unfair that they all had to go with her but fair he asked where are we going exactly why can't we stay here your father's job explained mother you know how important it is don't you yes of course said bruno nodding his head because there were always so many visitors to the house men in fantastic uniform women with typewriters that he had to keep his mucky hands off and they were always very polite to father and told each other that he was a man to watch and that the fury had big things in mind for him well sometimes when someone is very important continued mother the man who employs him ask him to go somewhere else because there is a very special job that needs doing there what kind of job asked bruno because he was honest with himself which he always tried to be he wasn't entirely sure what job father did in school they had talked about their fathers one day and carl had said that his father was a green grocer which bruno knew to be true because he ran the green grocer shop in the center of town and daniel had said that his father was a teacher which bruno knew to be true because he taught the big boys who it was always wise to steer clear of and martin had said that his father was a chef which bruno knew to be true because he sometimes collected martin from school and when he did he always wore a white smock and a tartan apron as if he do just stepped out of his kitchen but when they asked bruno what his father did he opened his mouth to tell them 
then realized that he didn't know himself all he could say was that his father was a man to watch and that the fury had big thing in mind for him oh and that he had a fantastic uniform too it is a very important job said mother hesitating for a moment a job that needs a very special man to do it you can understand that can't you and we all have to go to arkstruno of course we do said mother you wouldn't want father to go to his new job on his own and be lonely there would you i suppose not said bruno father would miss us all terribly if we weren't with him she added who would he miss the most asked bruno me or gretel he would miss you both equally said mother for she was a great believer in not playing favorites which bruno respected especially since he knew that he was her favorite really but what about our house asked bruno who is going to take care of it while we were gone mother sighed and looked around the room as if she might never see it again it was a very beautiful house and had five floors in total if you could include the basement where cook made all the food and maria and laras sat at table arguing with each other and calling each other names that you weren't supposed to use and if you added in the little room at top of the house with the slanted windows where bruno could see right across berlin if he stood up on his tiptoes and held onto the frame tightly we have to close up the house for now said mother but we will come back to it some day and what about cook asked bruno and laras and maria are they not going to live in it they are coming with us explained mother but that's enough caution for now maybe you should go upstairs and help maria with your packing bruno stood up from the seat but didn't go anywhere there were just a few more caution he needed to put to her before he could allow the matter to be settled and how far away it is it he asked the new job i mean is it further than a mile away oh my said mother with a laugh although it was a strange kind of laugh because she didn't look happy and turned away from bruno as if she didn't want him to see her face yes bruno she said it's more than a mile away quite a lot more than that in fact bruno's eyes opened wide and his mouth made the shape of an o he felt his arms stretched out at his side like they did whenever something surprised him 
You don't mean we are leaving Berlin? He asked, gasping of airs as he could get the words out. I am afraid so, said mother, nodding her head sadly. Your father's job is... But what about school? said Bruno, interrupting her. A thing he knew he was not supposed to do, but which he felt he would be forgiven for on this occasion. And what about Carl and Daniel and Martin? How will they know where I am when we want to do things together? You will have to say goodbye to your friends for the time being, said mother. Although I am sure you will see them again in time. And don't interrupt your mother when she is talking, please, she added. For although this was strange and unpleasant news, there was a certain no need for Bruno to break the rules of politeness which he had been taught. Say goodbye to them, he asked, staring at her in surprise. Say goodbye to them, he repeated, spluttering out the words as if his mouth was full of biscuit that he demonced into tiny pieces, but not actually swallowed yet. Say goodbye to Carl and Daniel and Martin, he continued, his voice coming dangerously close to shouting, which was not allowed indoors. But they, they are my three best friends of life. Oh, you will make other friends, said mother, waving her hand in the air dismissively, as if the making of a boy's three best friends for life was an easy thing. But we had plans, he protested. Plans? asked mother, raising an eyebrow. What sort of plans? Well, that would be telling, said Bruno, who could not reveal the exact nature of the plans, which include causing a lot of chaos, especially in a few weeks, time when school finished for the summer holidays and they didn't have to spend all their time just making plans but could actually put them into effect instead. I am sorry Bruno, said mother, but your plans are just going to have to wait. We don't have a choice in this. But mother, Bruno, that's enough, she said, snapping at him now and standing up to show him that she was serious when she said that was enough. Honestly, only last week you were complaining about how much things have changed here recently? Well, I don't like the way we have to turn all the lights off at night now, he admitted. Everyone has to do that, said mother. It keeps us safe and who knows, maybe we will be in less danger if we move away. Now, I need you to go upstairs and help Maria with your packing. We don't have as much time to prepare as I would have liked thanks to some people. Bruno nodded and walked away sadly, knowing that 
some people was a grown up's word for father and one that he wasn't supposed to use himself he made his way up the stairs slowly holding on to the banister with one hand and wondered whether the new house in the new place where the new job was would have as fine a banister to slide down as this one did for the banister in this house stretched from the very top floor just outside the little room where if he stood on his tiptoes and held on to the frame of the window tightly he could see right across berlin to the ground floor just in front of the two enormous oak doors and bruno liked nothing better than to get on board the banister at the top of floor and slide his way through the house making whooshing sound as he went down from the top floor to the next one where mother and father's room was and the large bathroom and where he wasn't supposed to be in any case down to the next floor where his own room was and greatest rooms too and the smaller bathroom where he was supposed to use more often than he really did down to the ground floor where you fell off the end of the banister and had to land flat on your two feet or it was five point against you and you had to start all over again the banister was the best thing about this house that and the fact that grandfather and grandmother lived so nearby and when he thought about that it made him wonder whether they were coming to the new job too and he presumed that they were because they could hardly be left behind no one needed gretel much because she was a hopeless case it would be a lot easier if she stayed to look after the house but grandfather and grandmother well that was an entirely different matter bruno went up the stairs slowly towards his room but before going inside he looked down towards the ground floor and saw mother entering father's office which faced the dining room and was out of bounds at all time and no one and no exceptions and he heard her speaking loudly to him until father spoke louder than mother could and that put a stop to their conversation then the door of the office closed and bruno couldn't hear any more so he thought it would be a good idea if he went back to his room and took over the packing from maria because otherwise she might pull all his belongings out of the wardrobe without any care or consideration even the things he do hidden at the back that belonged to him and were nobody else's business